of my podcast. Welcome. Of course you're new here because this is only week two. So, um, who is Toila Liz? Well, great question. I'm a solo traveler. I'm Viet American. I'm an English teacher at this moment. I am just traveling, like, yeah. Um, Right now I'm currently living in Thailand and I wanted to share some thoughts and tell all of you more of my journey and why it is that I decided to move abroad in uh, 2019 and how I started to embark on this journey of travel and living abroad. So without further ado, this week's episode is all about why I decided to move abroad. And so I want to give you a background here. So I grew up in rural America in the US, um, Iowa, Illinois, Missouri area, the Midwest. Oh. <laughs> And I went to university in the St. Louis area. So when it became my last year of uni, I was a bit unhappy with my life and decided that I needed a new experience and I wanted to start traveling. I didn't want to just say and talk about someday I'll travel and I'll wait until I'm older and I've saved up money. I knew I was going to be able to experience travel Um, even if I didn't have that much money. So I decided to look into studying abroad. So it was in my last year of union, I looked into study abroad. My professor, my very beloved professor, my mentor, was actually the one that suggested it to me. But then I realized when I looked into it, it was possible. Um, I had figured since it was my last year of uni, I was probably, you know, just shot of luck, right? But no, I wasn't. I was able to study abroad and this was the start of my journey of travel. And I'm gonna continue traveling. So I decided when I wanted to study abroad that when I was thinking of what it is I wanted to get out of studying abroad, what I wanted out of the experience was the true feeling of travel, of immersion, of uh, learning something new and my intention going into it was to completely put myself out of my comfort zone in all ways possible. So that meant um, out of my comfort zone in all aspects, right? Language, religion, culture, food, people, and even places. So when I was looking at places to study abroad, um, I went looking into it with this intention. So I came to the conclusion that the best place for me to go to start my journey of what it's like to travel, getting that experience of immersion, and I wanted to put myself in such a brave place where it's going to push myself um, to really see the world differently because I had felt that I was living in a small bubble. I grew up in rural America and I realized even the way that I viewed things of even American culture was in a small bubble, but I quickly learned to adapt when I was in university. So when I realized this about myself and I wanted that big change, 
I looked into places. And basically, okay, long story short, it took me a while to get there, but the country I decided to study abroad and live in was Morocco. That's right, Habibis. I decided to go live in Morocco for half a year, and it was my last um, semester of university, so for half a year I lived in Morocco, and that was in the year of 2019 before all chaos let loose, brother. And yes, so that's the start of my journey. Um, and moving to Morocco was insane. Everyone, everyone told me not to do it. Um, I didn't have any, hardly any support because people were just ignorant, truthfully, on what it would be like and everything. And I understand their concerns, definitely. And I still understand their concerns. However, now that I've lived there, um, their concerns and everything were out of a place of fear and ignorance because my time in Morocco was life-changing and not even in a materialistic or superficial way. I mean, moving to Morocco for half a year left me speechless. I, I need to do a podcast all about um, yeah, different things I learned while in Morocco. But the big takeaways that I learned from Morocco was bravery. I experienced the meaning of community for the first time. Community with full open arms, full of love, non-judgment, non-discrimination from the Moroccan people. Because I come, um, as a traveler, I'm a minority. So in the U.S. I'm viewed as a minority and I'm viewed as... A minority. <laughs> so for the first time I actually experienced um, social acceptance because Moroccans just didn't really care where I came from and also I realized ethnically I can pass as Moroccan. So that's the fun thing I like to experience um, whilst traveling is the fact that since I'm a minority and ethnically I don't look like the stereotypical white American, people can perceive me as maybe uh, one of them so far in some of the countries I've traveled to. So like Moroccans um, said I could pass as Moroccan, especially, you know, I was dressing, you know, uh, with scarves, it's hot, you want to cover your face. Um, like cover your shoulders because it's freaking hot if you don't you'll just burn up you know things like that so I think that can play a small part in it but as well I love to blend in like when I first land you're if you blend in you're less likely to get scammed by uh, because you're looking as a tourist you're less likely to be scammed and I like to learn the essential phrases and everything as well so I don't get bothered and haggled and uh, harassed or anything like that because I am a solo traveler so you have to really uh, know your surroundings and um, you know make the transition easier for you so that is something I experienced oh, well <laughs> I went on a bit of a tangent but that is something I've experienced as being a minority that when I travel it's much different obviously than other typical Americans so um, because, yeah, some countries they say it as like, oh, the foreigner, the tourist. And a lot of times so far in the countries I've traveled to, people don't see me that way. Um, and this could be a mixture of things. could be because um, I'm ethnically Vietnamese and, um, you know, mixed with different European uh, background. 
but I appear a lot more Southeast Asian. And so it could be that, because um, in Thailand people view me sometimes as Thai, not always, but they definitely don't view me as like a foreigner. <laughs> and same thing like when I was in Laos, Malaysia, <laughs> I learned phrases and everything when I visited Malaysia. I don't remember them now, but you know, that's the like, I would say that is the number one travel hack. If you want to blend in and have an easier transition when you land in a country, and especially if you're a solo traveler, look up essential phrases and also look up briefly what they dress like and then do that. And then when you land in a country by yourself, you're going to be less likely bothered by people. Of course, look up safety and things, but this has been my like travel hack because I've been to what six six countries uh, solo and um, I've also been to some countries where it's really hard to travel solo and especially travel solo as a woman so yeah I am definitely speaking from expertise here and my own experience experience so take it or leave it but that is my tip to you um, so generally, uh, things that I pack to make sure I can blend in and not look as a tourist is um, like flowy trousers, because um, that's kind of generally the theme here for uh, like Southeast Asia and even in like Middle Eastern regions like North Africa, um, like flowy trousers, um, linen, like loose linen type clothing for your top. Um, like you don't want to be wearing like brand names truthfully you can it's just then they're going to <laughs> definitely view you more as probably a tourist because um, yeah so just like truthfully just like wear like plain colors like a plain color top it can be like linen I recommend linen since it's super hot over here this is like my travel tips for like uh, hot regions like Middle East, North Africa, Southeast Asia. So, um, yeah, this would also work for South America. So, plain color tops, uh, flowy type trousers for that weather, and also so you can protect yourself from like bugs and heat and uh, all that kinds of things. And um, also for travel, the best thing you can have is like a scarf as well, like a thin scarf. Um, because if you're traveling around in Southeast Asia, then you can dress modestly for temples. If it starts raining out of nowhere, you can protect yourself. Um, if you are on some random bus and ends up being super long, you have a scarf to protect your face. Maybe it smells on the bus, or maybe you want to sleep, or maybe it's cold on the bus, or who freaking knows. A scarf can be used as a temporary bag, like, there you go. That's why you need a scarf. And, uh, yeah, so that's a travel hack there. Okay. <laughs> so, getting a bit back on track, because I went on tangent, but, so first, I went to Morocco, and to answer your questions, Morocco is a difficult place to go if you're a woman, and it's not impossible, and it's not all of the things that you're hearing from news articles. I am frustrated with how the media portrays 
countries with uh, Muslim people and the only thing that I can do is just talk from my experience and take it or leave it and if there's any type of animosity that you have of comments of Muslim people I am not welcoming this um, on my channel so that's that and so I went to Morocco right I was living there for half a year. Most of the people in my program were women as well. I worked um, as an intern in a women's community center. And the purpose of that was to help integrate the women into like society with doing events, social events, um, just having a nice, beautiful community center where women can gather together in a safe space um, and have a place to socialize, bring their children. Um, so I would teach their children some English, um, also the women, they were starting up their own businesses, so I was a person of encouragement to help them with that with their business. The women treated me as if I was their own family. All of them, I call them my Moroccan mothers, and they keep in touch with me today. Um, taught them about like the business side of things. I taught them some business English um, so they can sell to tourists. Uh, we would make like face masks together, we would do like self-care Sundays or self-care, whatever, whatever excuse to do self-care with each other. Drinking tea together every day. I was invited into their homes so often for Couscous Fridays. That's the holy day, Jumia, of yeah, sharing couscous in the home. It's a huge, beautiful platter shared with khobs, which is bread and couscous and beautiful warm drinks of tea sipping, enjoying each other's company, napping, and just breathing in that feeling of love and community. <laughs> so that's my experience with uh, what Morocco is like. Doing solo trips around the country was a bit of a challenge, but I just lived um, in a more conservative area compared to like other cities in Morocco. If I had lived in like Casablanca, Rabat, uh, um, like Tangier, um, some of the bigger cities, Marrakesh. Um, it's a lot more modern there. Um, but I lived in a smaller city called Meknes, which is a bit more on the conservative side because there was lots of villages surrounding it that I had visited with some of my local Moroccan friends for like hiking and things like that, picnicking. And it was recommended that I, uh, yeah, cover up a lot more and also even bring a scarf just so people won't stare. Um, I always brought a scarf anyways, but it was, yeah, so, yeah, but when I had went on trips to, and I went on a lot of trips, to all of the different places around in Morocco, and also you can easily travel around the country um, for not that much, like, it doesn't cost that much money, because um, they have bullet trains, and they even have, like, the... Uh, less developed trains as well, <laughs> like the trains we've got in the U.S. Um, but it was super easy getting around. Getting around in the cities were was also really easy. You can walk easily. It's really easy to navigate. It's a different culture, but like in the Medinas, it's super small alleyways, and sure you can get lost really easily. But the the trick is to look at the mosques because the mosques will be in the middle and also on the outsides, like. Yeah, anyways, I don't need to explain that too much. But yeah, it was super easy actually transporting around. 
and if I would have lived like in a bigger city, it would have been much more modern um, and like accepting of women's uh, traveling solo. Um, if I was doing trips with other women or like other people in my program or other Moroccan friends that I had, I always felt safe, I'm serious, <laughs> which is fabulous. Um, it is a place like, you know, at nighttime you have to be wary, um, but that doesn't matter what your gender is. Um, but also people, they do stay out rather late, um, wandering around the medinas, drinking tea on terraces, um, going to uh, riads that have music and live music and just chatting and playing games with each other, checkers, all that kind of stuff. That's kind of the vibe of Morocco. Um, yeah, tons of art in Morocco as well. Um, and I realize as I'm talking, I'm just kind of, I don't know, I keep going off on tangents, it is what it is, but okay, so Thailand, um, why I chose Thailand, so when Morocco was done, and my time there was done, I actually really, really wanted to stay, but I wanted to see my family, so I went back to the U.S. for like two months, and then I realized, oh my gosh, I want to go abroad again, so I kept going abroad, and I decided to like sell a lot of my stuff I had in the States um, and, you know, sort all of that stuff to properly be able to move abroad, like, you know, logistics of like banks and, um, yeah, saving up some money and, yeah, so I took about two months, three months maybe, and then I decided to pack up everything, pack my stuff up in the States, sell as much as I could in a short amount of time, pack it up and move to Thailand and I've been in Thailand since 2019. I went back to the States for a bit to visit and I came back again to Thailand and um, living in Thailand has been quite a struggle but at the same time equally it's magical and I don't regret any of it. I came to Thailand really with not much intention but knowing that one of my friends I met in Morocco like worked in an elephant sanctuary during the summer or like yeah some random time up in Chiang Mai and she told me about the lifestyle the Mai Phen Rai which means no problem in Thai type of like vibe here and uh, the nature and that was enough for me and I know you can teach English here and I decided to go with it. I had a friend from uni who's Thai so she kind of helped me with like some things and I stayed with her when I first arrived to Thailand. I just took a drink of water and um, yeah I literally in 2019 I hardly had a plan and I moved to Thailand and when I think of that when I think of that version of me with how brave it took like oh my gosh like my bravery that it took for me to okay in the year of 2019 the bravery it took for me to decide I'm gonna move to Morocco as a woman in a Muslim country not knowing French or Arabic and I thrived also, when I think about the 2019 me that decided to move to Thailand, pack up my things, I had about a thousand, two thousand dollars, thousand five hundred probably, and I moved to Thailand with an open heart, open arms. Adventure awaits. I moved to Thailand. That is who I am. Like that's how I started with this travel journey. That's how I decided to 
uh, start writing about my adventures because I realized I had so much to talk about and tell people about um, what travel is doing, you know, to my mindset, how it's enriching my life. Um, and 2020 slowed me down. I had so many trips planned to backpack. And right now, um, in 2022, which is crazy, the world is opening up more so slowly, ever so slowly. And it's also coming to a transition time for me that I probably will be able to actually backpack properly again. So I'm excited. And um, yeah, I mean, my journey, that's just truly even the beginning. Um, I have so many stories to tell. So that's uh, briefly um, who I am, my intention of why it is I got into traveling. Um, I'm a big advocate for female travel, solo travel, solo trips, um, doing the non-touristy things um, when you travel, trying to find experiences, um, immersing yourself, culture, and all of those things um, when traveling rather than just like being a tourist. Um, it's been a bit hard for me to do non-touristy things in Thailand as Thailand is quite a touristy country. Um, which I, I, I didn't really know that when I came to move here, but here I am still living here. And when I arrived, that is also when I realized how touristy the country is. Then I decided if I want to really experience Thailand fully for how Thailand is, I need to move to a village to teach English. So that's exactly what I did. And I moved <laughs> to a small village in a province that is only for locals. And I didn't even live in the city center of like that uh, province. I lived in a small village. <laughs> and it was amazing, oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, this is who I am. This is my intention with traveling. My intention is to learn about the culture, immerse myself, um, connect with, uh, you know, humanity. Um, and get stories out of people. I want to learn about their perspective, how they view the world, learn about their culture, learn about the meaning of their clothing or something, or, um, you know, learn about the foods, do homestays. I randomly lived with the Thai family for about three months. Um, that's a whole story in itself. Um, but yeah, I just say yes to adventures, and I think I've forgotten that a little bit on like saying yes to new adventures, being open to change and all of that um, kind of as a result of uh, post-pandemic uh, feelings, I guess you could call it. But yeah, so I guess that's what inspired me to talk about this on this podcast for this week, why I got into solo traveling, why I travel as a female, what motivated me to uh, move abroad. And yeah, it's been quite a journey. I've lived in both Morocco and Thailand. I'm in Thailand currently. I've solo traveled to uh, like six countries by myself. Um, that includes uh, Egypt, Morocco, Thailand, Laos, Malaysia. Um, where else? I've been somewhere else by myself too. Yeah, Ooh, it's in Southeast Asia. Um, yeah, <laughs> but okay, basically, yeah, uh, I've been to a lot of countries, um, so yeah, those are the ones I've been to by myself, or like maybe someone joined me at the beginning, but then they left, and then I was still there, like, you know, by myself for a few days, so anyways, 
But that's been my journey so far. So that's who Toy La Liz is. As well, I've got a travel account called Wandering Worldwide with Liz. So I'll share it on both my Toy La Liz and my Wandering Worldwide with Liz. So that's who I am. Please, you know, support my channel. I appreciate it. And if you have any suggestions of things that you want to hear about me, then let me know. But that's all for this week because this has already been quite long. Thank you for joining with Toy La Liz. All the peace, love, and light to you all. I hope that this is an inspiration for you on thinking maybe you want to do a trip, maybe you want to start traveling, maybe you want to change up your life. Like, yeah, I hope I've been an inspiration. So all the peace, love, and light to you all. Masha'Allah, Habibis, yalla, 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 and peace, love, and light. Peace.